They're at Houston. They are very comfortable at home. Snap it here. Get it away. Blitz coming. Picked up. It is caught. Touchdown. Cam Phillips. And for the first time all afternoon, with 9.03 to go in the fourth quarter, Houston has taken the lead. I'm taking New York. Of course you are. <laughs> Batted in the air and intercepted. That certainly won't help. Ryan Mueller, he takes it in for the score. Tyler. Yes, he can. Really? I am taking DC in the upset here. Second down. He keeps it. He throws it. And he's got a touchdown. Tyree Jackson hits Kari Lee for six. Cornelius versus... Josh Johnson, Josh man. Josh Johnson, that's Who, again, right. to me, is proving why he's not in the NFL. But Josh Johnson always plays well at home, and that's why I picked them to win. Enzo McBride caught it! Touchdown, Los Angeles! And the Wildcats have their first lead of the night. Hello, everyone, and welcome to All Fours Down. My name is Ovi Muniz, along with Tyler Bard and Sean Scanlon. What a wonderful weekend we had with the XFL. I mean, wow, there's so much to talk about from all the recaps from all four games. We're also covering down the officiating that went terribly wrong in Houston and also the big brawl that happened with the New York game. Uh, and then we'll, we'll talk about the midway point of who is right now the MVP and other stars looking in for the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, we'll end it with fourth down, which is our predictions for the upcoming week, week six of the NFL. But let's start real quick with the recap. First down, the Houston Roughnecks remained undefeated with a questionable kneel down from P.J. Walker that could have been given the Seattle Dragons one more possession of the game. Instead, the referees left the game and the higher officials did not do enough to get the game going. Houston wins 32-23. The New York Guardians get their first road win as they routed the Renegades 30-12. The Guardians quarterback Luis Perez threw a deep pass to Pearson that went 80 yards for a touchdown. He went overall 16 of 30 completions, 229 passing yards, and a touchdown. The DC defenders snapped their two-game losing streak by benching Cardell Jones after he threw an interception. Tyree Jackson took the snap and the DC defeated the Battlehawks 15-9. And for St. Louis, quarterback Taum could not get the offensive going. He was pressured constantly and sacked four times during the process. Kicker Russolino made two of three field goals. Battlehawks did not score not one touchdown. And lastly, the LA Wildcats. They erased an 18-point deficit to beat the Tampa Bay Vipers 41-34 and a good shootout. Josh Johnson threw 20 of 36 completions, 288 passing yards, and four touchdowns. And that is the recap of this weekend's XFL Week 5. Now we talk about the standings. As of right now, if the season was over, you'll have the DC Defenders in first place and also the Houston Roughnecks who are undefeated. But if the playoffs were to happen, we would have seen St. Louis Battlehawks versus DC Defenders 
and the Dallas Renegades versus the Houston Roughnecks. Fellas, I'll start with you. Uh, Tyler, you know you're a big New York Guardian fan yeah. yourself. <laughs> Talk to us about this game. You know, that game, it just showed that this New York team has found their groove. They had two rough weeks where it looked like after that first win, they were so confident that they came in. They're like, we're going to kill it. Our home crowd was hype. We're really good. And then they go in and they get smoked and they go in again and they get smoked. Um, so they had to do some uh, revamping at quarterback, at running back in the line on the defense. And it seems to be working finally. And I personally love it. What I don't love was the officiating in that game, but I know we're going to get to that in a little bit. So of course, yes, I'll, we'll I'll get that in later down. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree. The, the Guardians uh, look very good. Um, you know, Luis Perez, it, it seems like, you know, they found their quarterback. He's our um, guy. Yeah, he had an impressive game with, you know, throwing for 229 yards and touchdown. Yeah. Um, the week before that, you know, he was a little iffy, but they still got the win. So, you know, they were able to get their first win on the road, and uh, their defense is playing tremendous right now, um, only allowing 26 points in the last two games, you know, an average of 13 points a game. So they're, they're playing at a very high level, and uh, they're going to need it going into this week, uh, going into play P.J. Walker and the uh, Roughnecks. So I think it will be a good battle. Yes, I, I agree with you there. I think the, the beginning of the game – with Perez, it was a little bit slow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a slow start, but finally they had picked up the pace. And even head coach uh, Gilbride even said that the X's and O's, they weren't executing yep. not enough. Mm -hmm. And they came out in the second half, and they were they were really brilliant. Yeah, they came I, out. I was never nervous that they were going to lose that game, though. They felt like they were in the driver's seat that whole game. Yeah. Yeah, Renegades, they, uh, they just haven't been able to really get anything going on offense. Um, even though Landry Jones, he didn't look great. Uh, first, you know, the games that he's been playing, uh, ever since he re-aggravated the injury, you know, Philip Nelson yeah. has not been able to get it done. No, Philip Nelson, it's, I mean, that whole <laughs> offense looks so lost. Yeah. That, I mean, I think that – I hope it doesn't affect New York this weekend when they go against Houston. But, I mean, got to give credit to that defense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they put it on them. They really did. Absolutely. Um. But the Wildcats, the big story this weekend, Man. and if you didn't get to see it because it was late at night, the game started at 9 o'clock Eastern time, and the game didn't really officiate it. It wasn't over until maybe a few minutes just before midnight. Yeah. And the Wildcats, they were down initially 17 to nothing. And I'm saying to myself, oh, man, I got to speak to Tyler about this. He's going to rub it in my face. You know, I told you I was right. I think, didn't I text you? I sent you yes. like the emoji eyes. Yes. Like, uh, how yeah. about that? Yeah. Yeah. How about that? I should have te yeah, texted you back and be like, how about now? Yeah. But anyways, amongst other words I could use. <laughs> but uh, they came back. I mean, at the most they were down by was 18 points. Josh Johnson finally got the groove. He started executing plays. The receivers were catching balls. I mean, they went from just dropping. Um, he threw an interception, and then after that, he, he was just on point. And there was nothing stopping the L.A. Wildcats. I mean. I don't know what switched. Tampa Bay Vipers, I mean, they looked solid. They could have easily, like, changed the game a little bit to run the ball more, run the ball more. But, no, they kept making mistakes after mistakes, allowing this team to come back. And it wasn't – you know what bothered me most? It was that the head coach did not take the time no. to huddle everybody mm. and say, hey, come on, let's Rally execute. Rally the troops. Rally the troops. Nothing. Everyone just sitting there, and they're just letting that game go by like, like nothing. You know, but, hey, big props to the Wildcats. I mean, 
that just showed tremendous heart to the game. And and I said it last week, that that was going to be the game of the week. And yeah. it showed a date they actually performed it. That mm-hmm. game was so good. It was two teams who had a lot to prove. They both proved themselves. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's going to be a little bit too late for both of them, I think. Things could play out weird at the end of the season, but yeah. probably, probably not. They might just fight for second place. If they, Vipers are done. Yeah. Vipers are done. Wildcats could potentially now push for second place if the other teams in front of them you know, do super poorly. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I personally, I don't think any of these guys are going to be uh, seeing the playoffs this year. Seattle got a better chance because they're just a game behind second place. But at the same time, the tiebreaker really is not in their favor right no, now. No. But they do mm-hmm. play these. They played their division twice. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. we'll see from there. And, yeah, the XFL West is really weak right now. You know, the second-place team is the Renegades at 2-3. and three. You know, we've we talked about how Philip Nelson is the answer there, and we don't know when Landry Jones is going to be back. So, you know, if that offense keeps struggling, I could see them keep losing games. And, you know, the way, the way the Wildcats are um, trending right now, I think they're trending upwards. Um, Josh Johnson didn't start the first game, but ever since then, you know, he's been playing really good ball. Um, their offense is very electric. I, I think that they have a good chance to step in uh, that second place spot in uh, the XFL West. I, I'm laughing at this comment from Jim Bard. Uh, is he related to you, Tyler? He is. I didn't even see that one. Yeah, he, must be he watching said Tom Brady watches. should be the starter for the <laughs> Guardians. <laughs> hey, relax, man, relax. Perez is doing a good job. Yeah, <laughs> Brady, Brady playing the MetLife would be uh, something else. Well, the the rumor when I went to the first game was that you know. McGloin was going to be out in the middle of the field, like thanking everyone. He came out, he's like, Thank you for coming out to the first game. And then, like, this music was going to hit, and Eli Manning was going to come out with, like, a baseball bat and just beat the crap out of Matt oh, McGloin, WWE yeah, yeah. style. <laughs> Eli, Eli's too nice. Yeah. Right, let's go. Let's move over to second down. And uh, again, what overshadowed the greatness of these uh, games was the officiating. PJ Walker took a knee on fourth down. The replay showed that there was two seconds left on the clock, and the referees ran out on the fi- uh, off the field. Ugh. The supervisor did not do enough to maintain order on the field and, and to get the referees back in play. It resulted for the supervisor, supervisor to be relieved from duty. And here is a statement from the XFL. And, quote, Saturday Seattle Dragons-Houston Roughnecks game shouldn't ha- should not have been ended as it did. Replay showed clearly that the knee of Houston's quarterback, P.J. Walker, touched the field, rendering him down, and the fourth down play officially completed, with approximately two seconds remaining on the clock, effectively turning the ball over to Seattle on downs. With nine-point differential in the score, Seattle was denied an opportunity to tie the game. The XFL sincerely regrets this error. In addition, Wes Booker, who served as officiating supervisor for Saturday's game, has been reassigned. Reassigned. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. he was fired. Exactly. Vince McMahon got on the phone, and I, I, I'm going to tell you, I was following this through Twitter, and there was so many memes of Vince McMahon, all right, dropping his pants. You know, there was a scenario back in the uh, Attitude the- Era where he made people kiss his butt. So, oh, you you censored yourself. I'm yes, proud of you. Yes, yes. <laughs> welcome, anyway. welcome to the Kiss My Butt Club. Yeah, well, if you wanted to say kiss my ass, <laughs> hey, then, hey, there, there you go. go. 
but there was so many memes, so many Vince McMahon memes with it that uh, it pretty much overshadowed the accomplishment. I mean, I don't think we'll ever, ever see that in the NFL. Oh, I oh. But being here in XFL, <laughs> maybe it's good and maybe it's bad because the fact is um, it's the first season. Yeah, you sure. know what I mean? So are we allowed to make mistakes? Of course. Yes. Of course. But it just shows how important it is to officiate a game. Yeah. You know, don't mm-hmm. just because they left doesn't mean anything. Take over, take charge, do something, take initiative. Mm-hmm. And the guy was being interviewed by the ESPN, right? About, hey, what are you going to do about it? And he was like, well, everybody left. So, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Seriously. Yep. I it's- couldn't believe. And, and that's probably why he got fired because he yep. didn't know how to, you know, count, uh, make a comment. Yeah, so. yeah, he didn't take accountability for it, and uh, it was definitely just a bad look for you know the officiating crew as a whole. Um, you know, he took the kneel at the at their own twenty-two yard line, so you have twenty-two yards. Obviously, it would be just one last play, but one last play. It's much easier than uh, you know uh, hail mary from the forty or fifty yard line. Right. You, get, you got a lot of options uh, at your play calling ability, and like you said, it's a nine point game. If you're able to score right there, you can go for the three pointer. Exactly. And eventually tie it up. And the Dragons, you know, earlier in the game they had um, the fourteen point lead, and then they went up again in the third quarter, twenty three to fourteen. So it's they were hanging around against you know the best team in the XFL. So it's uh, a, definitely a rough break for. Um, Seattle, and it's, I think uh, it definitely needs to be cleaned up moving forward. I think it's already cleaned. Believe that. Well, Steve, <laughs> Steve says here, he says, I'm surprised Vince McMahon did anything because he was too busy burying the chamber on Sunday. Oh. So we can talk about that later. But <laughs> Actually, he would have time to go watch the game because the chamber was already over. I mean... Well, you know what? You're absolutely right. That was a different game. Right. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, hey, he had the app. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. He was doing both. Sorry. <laughs> Vince probably has four phones. Another game that was yeah. happening was the ejections and the New York-Dallas game. Oh, boy, yeah. Issues on the field for referees to not review the entire play when the brawl took place. Dallas defensive end Gerald Rivers and New York left tackle Jaron Jones were ejected from the game. Now, they were contributors to the, the brawl. However, Dallas's uh, defensive end Frank Alexander started it and remained in the game. And New York center, once again, Ian Silberman also remained in the game as he took part of the action as well. Look, I understand that it's always good to have fights, arguments, and stuff like right. that. But when you start sucker punching people, when you're yanking a uh, mask away off. from somebody else, right. I mean, look, there's got to be a line drawn and be like, hey, you know, we cannot have this in the game. That just ruins the product. Right. Mm. It's, as much as I love fighting, there's a place for fighting and a time for fighting and it doesn't need to come to blows. The pushing, the tackling, the you know pinning, that's one thing. But um, I, it comes to mind is the Odell Beckham and Josh Norman fight. <laughs> it just gets, that got way out of hand. Yep. Um, and this is what that felt like. This big, big lineman comes out of nowhere and he's just throwing hooks. And uh, it's not a good look. It's not a good look if the officials, and they couldn't get it under control very quickly. And as far as New York, I mean, this is back-to-back weeks that 
they're having the discipline problems. Right. And that's something that uh, Kevin Gilbride is trying to fix in that organization. But, mm-hmm. hey, if you can't perform and, and stay disciplined, then just don't be afraid to kick them out. Yeah. You got yeah. many more players in Team 9 that are, are the, having that desire to come and play then you know start cleaning house and if as we're, as long as we're talking about officiating that game mm-hmm. i i almost walked out of the room three or four times the guardians should have won that game by like 30 more points there were so many blown calls and i what i don't get is they can review at any moment not the teams the teams can't challenge but the replay booth upstairs can go no you got that wrong and they didn't both times that were big ones they the uh new york went for it on fourth and very obviously got the first down, but he got pushed back. And by the time the line judge got there, he thought he didn't get it. And they didn't look at it. And meanwhile, the announcer's like, hello, like he sees it. Then there was the touchdown. He had, bo- never mind one foot, he had both feet in bounds. And they said, out of bounds, and they didn't look at it. And that was a touchdown taken off the board. And they had, I'm pretty sure that drive, they had to settle for a field goal. So mm-hmm. officiating needs to, someone needs to crack the whip. On the officiating crew, because they are they were sloppy, sloppy, sloppy this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it was definitely you know a rough rough weekend for officiating. Um, we've been talking about it a lot, and uh, like you said, with the fight, um, you know, pushing and shoving that's a part of football. That sure that happens. But yeah, when you're throwing haymakers out there, um, there's a you can get in the ring to do that. Not in uh not in the football field. So yeah, there, <laughs> like you said, there's a there's a time and a place. You're on the wrong brand. This is yeah, exactly. not the original <laughs> XFL. This is the new brand XFL yep. 2020. And we're not a gimmick anymore. You know, kids yep. also see these games. Right. So this is not just for adults. Everybody mm-hmm. sees this. So there's just got to be yeah. accountability when it comes to situations like that. So we're moving down to third down. First half awards. Uh, we're already past the, the midway marker. End of week five. MVP. Who is your MVP so far? And we'll start with you, Sean. Um, well, I mean, I would... I think I would take the obvious one in PJ Walker, um, mm-hmm. just because you know they, he's leading his team to undefeated season. Um, not just what he's doing through the passing game, but what he what can he can do with his legs um, on the ground. He's a dual threat that you know it's he's really uh, you know leading this team to what they are right now, a high flying offense. You know they haven't had a game where they've scored less than twenty seven points. Um, they've just been an electric off offense. So I think it's the obvious choice. But um if I were to throw a, a sleeper in there to maybe watch out for, I would say Josh Johnson, who he's got eleven touchdowns to two interceptions. Uh like we mentioned, he missed the first game, so he's only doing that in four games. And uh, they're trending in the right direction right now. Um I think winning two out of their last four. So I think that's somebody to watch out for if uh PJ Walker ends up regressing in uh the next coming weeks. I think that's a fair choice. PJ Walker seems like uh, he he's like the obvious choice, just like mm-hmm. going for Lamar last season in the NFL. It's like obviously this is our guy, but I I hate that. I like I I don't like how it's always quarterbacks at the top. Um, so I would like to give it to a guy like Devion Smith or or a James Butler, where they differ in stats uh, versus touchdown versus yards. Um, where uh, I think it's Butler who has, yeah, he has four rushing touchdowns. Devion Smith has 365 rushing yards. That's pretty dang incredible for yeah. a league that was uh, branded as we're going to throw. This is going to be a throwing pass air raid league. And Tampa Bay's like, yeah, watch this. 
and they just run it down everyone's throat. Even though they're not winning, their games are always close. And I think next year, with some rebranding and get some receivers in there, I, I think next year Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Vipers look out. And if they can keep this, uh, if they can keep Devion Smith. He's my pick for MVP. Well, I pretty much saw that Joe Aguirre, who is not with us, I hope he feels better. <laughs> he should be with us next week. But uh, I think me and him will argue oh, who's supposed to be MVP. I like um, Cam Phillips. Yeah. I really do because he makes P.J. Walker look good. That's right. So you can text me all you want, Joe. I'm waiting for a text to come in right now. He's going to say some non yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, he would. talk about P.J. that way? <laughs> look, P.J. Walker threw 15 touchdowns. Guess who has nine of them? Hey, now. Cam Phillips, yes, okay? Sir. You took about him having 1,338 passing yards. Well, 455 of them came from Cam Phillips. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. again, I mean, they both, I mean, I understand P.J. Walker is the face of the organization. Everyone's talking about the guys. So, usually when that happens, he'll be the front runner for MVP. But, again, another five, five uh, games to go. Yep. We'll see. Things could change. Mm -hmm. Things could definitely still, change. So a lot of football left. Right. Uh, running backs. You mentioned Devion Smith. He has that potential. He's leading in rushes with 365, but he's with Tampa Bay. What's he doing that's MVP? He's not leading that team to win the game. And I understand he's only one-sided, only offense, but as a team, as a whole, you know, you take him out, they still perform the same. They're not winning games. Uh, and then James Butler, yeah, he has four rushing touchdowns, but he's overshadowed by Walker and uh, Cam Phillips. Yeah, by far. Uh, we're moving over to the defensive side of the house. Who is your defensive player of the year? I mean, I might as well just go with my guy on in New York because four and a half sacks through six weeks now. Well, five games five so far. Five games going mm -hmm. into six weeks. So almost – so you're a talking about defensive game. tackle Kayvon Walker? Correct. All right. It's almost a sack per game. We're just underneath the sack per game. Mm -hmm. That's pretty dang good for, for a, a new league to mm -hmm. establish yourself as the le uh, leading guy for, for sacks on quarterback and, and just getting in the backfield alone. That's impressive. Um, so I, you know, I got to be New York strong and uh, I got your back, Walker. I, I, I'm picking you for defensive player of the year. All right. <laughs> Who you got, Sean? Uh, I'll go with uh, the leading tackler in the league right now, uh, Steven Johnson of the Seattle Dragons. <clears throat> He's leading the league with uh, 48 tackles through five games, which is uh, pretty impressive, almost 10 tackles a game, and also adding uh, six tackles for loss with two pass deflections. So, you know, he, he's good in coverage. Um, he gets behind the line of scrimmage, uh, makes plays there, and then he's, he's the best tackler in the league right now. So what now. you're so. telling me is, is a defensive guy with the most tackles to be MVP – than someone like there's, a, a defensive back or anyone that gets interceptions. No, I, th I think interceptions are huge. It's just there hasn't been a whole lot of interceptions. The same thing with the sacks. I think sacks and interceptions are the two, you know, main stats that you want to oh, look there, for. Oh, there's on, a lot of interceptions. Oh, there's, yeah. there's always at least four per week. I'll tell you that much. Well, so. yeah, it's, it's just the, the, <laughs> it's the same guy. Yeah, it's spread out a lot. The same guy's not stacking up a whole lot of interceptions. Besides the guy I from Houston. He's the only one who has any significant amount stacking up yeah. for him. Oh, um, that Dietrich Nichols. Yes. Right. Yeah, he's the only one who has them stacking up for him right now. But yeah. I, I know what you mean. Ta like Tackling is massive in this league because some of these guys are trying to show off, and they're doing all these quick maneuvers. And mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. 
And right. I, yeah, I just think at the linebacker position, if you're able to, you know, make plays in the backfield, do it in the coverage, and then make, you know, tackles in the run game, I think you can do it at all three levels. Um, obviously, the Dragons are struggling right now, but I think that uh, right now, I, I think that he would be my favorite. To I think it's it. fascinating from Los Angeles uh, Wildcats, Ahmad Dixon, who has uh, 44 combined uh, tackles slash assists. Yeah. To where he is a safety, and he has more tackles than anybody in that defense. How crazy is that? This guy's. Has that ever hurt? Is that. That's I mean, pretty unprecedented yeah, to a, have a safety being your lead tackler. That's yeah, not so. normal, is it? <laughs> no. No. I, I, well, yeah. Being a Giants fan, it is because our linebackers <laughs> suck. But uh, other than that, no, it's, it's not very normal. No, I wouldn't expect to ever see Patrick Chung at the top of my uh, tackles list for the Patriots. So mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I think that you were right there. That's a pretty impressive stat. Yeah, for well, sure. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if, if all those people come into play, come to the end of the season. Uh, and hey, this leads us to fourth down. Yes, the champ is here. The champ is I'm here. Ready to hold my belt. Well, hey, your we your go. belt is halted right now because your man Ovi Muniz here tied you three and one uh, thanks tie- to the Wildcats victory Sunday night. Tie goes to the champion. Dah, get out of here. <laughs> and just fast forward to the next week. And now that we got Sean here, we'll make sure that, hey, Joe, if you're listening in, send us your picks, my man. Yep. Send us your picks. We we'll like see. it when you're wrong. <laughs> he, the reason why he's not here is probably because you only had one game right. So, and I think that was the, yeah, the he's, New York. Yeah, he's embarrassed. He's Didn't embarrassed. No, he, he went against New York. Yeah, he's just embarrassed. It's okay, yeah, guys. Yeah. You know? Joe, you take your time. I'm we don't, sure, we don't I'm, pick on Joe here. No, no, no. <laughs> Just me. Yeah. yeah. Always. All right, fourth down. <laughs> Saturday's game. It starts off with the Houston Roughnecks 5-0 at the New York Guardians 3-2. 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. The game will be live on ABC. We'll start with Sean. Who you got and what's your score? Uh, I'm going to go with the upset here. Um I think that the New York Guardians will. Stole my thunder. Yeah, I, I just I feel it. I feel it coming. Um, you know the Roughnecks. They've they've been in some close games. Um, their defense isn't the best. So I think that Louis Louis Perez, his third week in there as a starter. Um, the way that their defense is playing right now, I just think uh, that they're doing really well. And they they haven't been being at home yet. So I think that uh, this is a nice nice recipe for an upset coming for the Guardians. Um, yeah, so I'll take them. And we're doing points. Yes. All right. So I'll, I'll take the Guardians winning. It'll be it'll be tough to hold the Red, uh, Roughnecks, you know, really in check. But I think that I'll go Guardians. Guardians twenty six, Roughnecks twenty three, and a, a nail biter down to the end. Oh my! Okay. You stole. Like I'm the only one who always picks the Guardians. So uh. yeah, stole your thunder. <laughs> I think we're all Guardians fans here in the studio. <laughs> fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I am also taking the Guardians because always take the guardians it's a safe bet mm-hmm. um i'm also but i i agree with you why their defense is playing well and pj walker is throwing picks lately mm-hmm. he, but he is still playing well he's just throwing making mistakes yep. um so i think it's going to be because of that defense that houston went or houston loses it um new york new york 34 houston 24 okay all right i guess i'm going to be less my prediction is a, a lower score game. Uh, yeah, I think so. The Houston Roughnecks, when they defeated Dallas in that week, they were hold to 35 yards. And we're talking about that was just Dallas, right? 
Mm. Um, so I'm going to say this. Yes, I'm going for the upset. I think it's going to happen. But I think the game, and hey, it's just a score. 16 to 15. Oh, my god! I think it's going to be a no-batter at the my end. My heart can't handle that. It's going to be a defensive <laughs> game, and I think P.J. Walker is going to struggle. Oh, boy. I already right. do. Let's go, D. And uh, Cam Phillips, I don't think he's going to be running all over this defense. No, he will not. I, I don't no. think so. Yeah, However, Jamar, Jamar Summers things will change down. if the New York defense don't have any discipline on the field. Then the game will change, and if we're getting blown out, then we'll probably have three or four more ejections in that game. <laughs> so, all right, we're moving fast forward here to St. Louis Battlehawks at Tampa Bay Vipers. St. Louis is 3-2. and two. The Vipers are 1-4. and four. It's a 5 o'clock game Saturday, Eastern Time. The channel is FS2. Not many people will be able to see this because there are – Issues with the Fox networks. Um, I guess it's just negotiations and stuff. Right. So NASCAR and everything. If you're trying to get that game, it's on FS2. And if you miss it, then, hey, uh, you could just always follow it on Twitter. You could follow it on uh, the YouTube channels. Yeah. And see if you could get it from there. Uh, We'll start with you, Tyler. Who's your pick? Um, Because you know I'm I'm the king of love and the upsets. Uh, I'm taking Tampa, but for one reason. Uh, it's because of that running offense. I think mm-hmm. that running offense, they're going to run it down the throats of St. Louis. And um, if correct me if I'm wrong, this is at Tampa? Yes. Yep. Okay, so yeah. Uh, I, I think they are hungry for a win. They've been playing well, but just not well enough. They've been getting edged out by that little bit. So I'm taking Tampa 29-26. Uh, to 26. All right. The Battlehawks, um, they have struggled on the road. Um, their only two losses have come on the road. They're one and two um, when they're away from home right now. But I think that, uh, you know, they'll they'll get over that this week. I think after a rough week from Jordan Tayamu last week, I think that he's going to go ahead and have himself a good week. I think that it will be a pretty close game because you mentioned the Vipers running attack. They have two of the top three leading rushers in the right. league right now. So I think that will be a struggle for St. Louis's, um defense. But I think uh, Tayamu and the offense will do just enough. I'm gonna go Battlehawks. Battlehawks 32 to the Vipers 27. Mm, all right, high That's scoring a good game. game. I got Tampa Bay on this one, uh, but it's real close, real real close. Oh, yes, I have 24 to 19. Oh, I like it. 24 to 19. We're all seeing one possession games. It's yeah. it's, it's gonna be a dang good game. Yes, indeed. And that all leads us to Sunday. Uh, first game is at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on FS1. The Dallas Renegades 2-3 and three at D.C. Defenders 3-2. and two. We'll start with you. How you looking now that Jackson's the starting quarterback for that team and there's no more Cardell Jones? Do you think that the D.C. have enough to get by the Renegades? I do. I think uh, Jackson was a nice little spark for that offense. You know, they got kind of stale the past couple of weeks. Uh, Cardale Jones was struggling a lot. And then the the Renegades, um, they just, their offense, they can't get anything going right now. They've been really struggling to manufacture points the past couple of weeks. And um, the defenders are also 3-0 and at home. Um, I think that will continue this week. I'm going to take defenders winning big in this one um, with Tyree Jackson's first official start. I'm going to go defenders winning uh, – I'll say twenty nine to twenty nine to twelve. Okay. Ooh. I'll say yeah, big, 
big whooping on the the renegades um i as even though i don't, I don't know how to feel about dallas i don't think they're as bad as they're making them out as they're making themselves out to be right now i think they're just making rookie mistakes they're just making these dumb, really bad decisions. But they, as we've seen, they do have talent to win games. They, you know, they I, they looked good to start the season, and then they just mm-hmm. didn't look so good in the last three games. Um, I'm do I'm taking the upset. I'm going Dallas. I'm going to take it in a very close, low scoring game, fifteen twelve final score. Wow, <laughs> I am surprised that you actually said that. Yeah, you watch because. I do not agree with you. Uh oh. You know I like the DC defenders my are scoring thirty two <laughs> points. The game will be thirty two to fifteen DC over Dallas. Let me be right. Please let me be right. That's guaranteed. Oh. And I will be on a sound bite next week. And so you know guaranteed, mine's on the sound bite. DC thirty two is gonna be a blowout. Guaranteed win. Dallas DC Renegades, defenders. baby. Let's DC go. DC defenders blowing out Dallas. Joe's putting his picks in the chat, too. He just texted me. So his picks are coming in for you on that side. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> All right. And lastly, wait, I got everybody's picks, yes? Yep. yep. All right. Okay, here we go. Last game, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. So we'll get to, everyone get to see the ending of this game. is the Los Angeles Wildcats 2-3 and three at Seattle Dragons 1-4. and four. You want me to take this one? Hey, you on the mic. I am definitely (laughs) taking Los Angeles in this one. I think Seattle is the most just piss poor team in this league. They just don't have anything going right for them right now. They need to completely rebrand their scheme on offense and defense and just completely redo everything they're doing. Seattle is a great football town. And they need to get it right soon. So I'm taking Los Angeles, winning a barn burner, uh, 38 to 14. Wow. <laughs> I, I think the, this one is a rough one to pick um, just because they <laughs> – well, I think the Wildcats, uh, they, they struggle on the road. And the Dragons, you know, they were able to hang around with the Roughnecks uh, last week. And then the week before that, they were able to hang around with the Battlehawks, who are, you know, pretty good. So I, I think that at home they're – they're pretty solid, so I, this one was it was kind of a toss-up for me. I am going to go with the Wildcats just because the way that Josh Johnson and the offense has been playing lately. But um, I think it will be a high-scoring game, similar to what we saw with the Wildcats game last week. I'm going to go with the Wildcats scoring 34 to the Dragons uh, 24. I'll say they, they, they win by 10 uh, in Seattle. I'm going to use Joe's line. Uh-oh. I'm going to use his line. Anything's possible. No. Oh. He said this last week. <laughs> this is the reason why Josh Johnson is not playing in the NFL. That's exactly what he said last week. Yeah. 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 And that's why Seattle was going to win and oh, upset L.A. It. because L.A. don't do good on the road. Get off yeah. your island. Only I'm allowed <laughs> islands. <laughs> 25-17. Seattle defeats the L.A. Wildcats. I just want to clarify because I think I might have said the wrong thing. I'm taking L.A. I think I said Seattle yes. by accident when I went to. Yes, you still get the, the loss because you don't know where you're at right now. <laughs> <laughs> but but L.A. was what I meant to say. If I did mess it up, I don't know if I did, but L.A. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll make sure you get the L anyway. <laughs> L anyway. Yeah. Good no, one. Absolutely not. You want to read Joe's picks quick just to see who he's got as winners? 
Hey, by all chat. means, go right ahead. No, you. I, it should be on yours. I have my chat up on the. By all uh, means, you're already on top of it. Let's uh, you're go. You're killing me. And share, now I have to share, Joe. Hold on, I'm trying. Now I got it. You're making me go to yours instead of mine. So I got to go here. Okay, so Joe Aguirre picks. Uh, he says PJ Walker should be MVP. Yep. The Roughnecks will beat the Guardians 31-17. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> Joseph Aguirre also said the Battlehawks over the Vipers 32-25. Wow. Yeah. I Joe. bet you he didn't even say St. Louis. He just said Battlehawks. You see that? <laughs> yeah, uh, you're struggling with that. <laughs> <laughs> then he got the Renegades over the Defenders 24-19. Mm. This is another example why he is home right now feeling sick. Because he still can't get the numbers right. And then we also have the Wildcats 23, the Dragons 21. That could be a possibility. I, I, I might agree with you, but absolutely not. It's the other way around. Oh, okay. All hey. right. So that Yo, Those <laughs> don't look too bad this time. I'm proud of you. Those scores look okay. So, <laughs> hey, so, hey, that pretty much wraps up all Ford's Downs. Or oh, This is brought to you by Clovercrest Media. If you're interested in the podcast, hey, by all means, visit Clover Media. Right? Clover yep, Media. Clover, Clover Crest Media. Oh, sorry. Clovercrestmedia.com. Uh, sign up for Clovercrest Media or you can give a call. Give Joe Aguirre a call. See if you're interested. We'll schedule a meet and we'll get you on the podcast. So, yeah. by all means, please call. Join us. Also, Keys to the City. They're on to every Tuesdays and Fridays on Facebook. Talk about all kinds of sports. Uh, catch them live as well. And of course, hey, the Hard Hitting Wrestling Show. To all you wrestling fans out there, we got The Road to WrestleMania. That's right. Tune in every Wednesdays and on on Spotify, iTunes, on Google Podcasts. You can catch it. And exactly where we'll be live on Facebook.com slash HHW Show as we're getting set again for the aftermath of the Elimination Chamber. Oh, yeah. So on behalf of Sean Scanlon, Tyler Bard, and good old pal Joe Aguirre, I hope you'll be back next week. My name is Ovi Muniz. Thank you for joining us on All Fours Downs. Take care, everyone. Peace.